You are listening to the Anti-Racist Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Hall, anti-racism consultant and leadership coach. If you are a mission-based entrepreneur or leader, then you are in the right place. In this podcast, we're going to be covering what anti-racist leadership actually is, how to implement that in your business, and all of the things that you need to know to finally shift out of the learning and listening cycle. I hope you're ready to take some notes and let's hop into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Anti-Racist Leadership Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. So typically, I'm teaching y'all on all of these different concepts and things for you to either integrate into your business or just start looking at your business in a different way. Um, But today, we're going to talk about you. We are going to talk about one of the most important parts of this journey, which is being kind to yourself along the way. What holds a lot of people back in doing this work is this idea that the only way to do it is to be perfect and that they have to grow into this completely different version of themselves to be ready to do this work. And that's just not the case. It's really just from that idea of, I don't want to harm anyone. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to. There's so many things that come into holding yourself back from doing this work. And I'm not going to lie, you know, a lot of the social justice movement is also fueled with that type of messaging as well, right? The all or nothing of just like, you're not doing enough, so you're not doing anything. The if you're harming someone, then clearly you don't know what you're doing. There is so much ingrained into that. So it's important for you to build that strength within yourself and be kind to yourself on this journey so that you can actually move through it. So in this episode, we're going to talk about some of the common things that I see within my clients and just within other people who engage with me and ultimately decide that they are not ready to do this work because of these issues. All right, so let's talk about number one, which I kind of touched on already, which is the fear of making a mistake and what we are making that mean about ourselves. There's two sides to the coin of this making mistakes conversation. Number one, it's like I said, what you're making it mean about yourself. But number two, it's this fear of harming someone. When it comes to harming people, we have to understand that you're going to make a mistake. You are not perfect and you can't wait until you're perfect to do this work because perfection is a lie. And so we have to remember that there is always stuff we don't know. That's where those mistakes come from. The mistakes come from just not knowing. And so we have to understand the fact that we will never know everything. Therefore, we will eventually make a mistake. But here's the thing. The most important thing is how you react to that mistake. It's not just, did I make a mistake or not? It's, how did I react? Did I apologize to that person? Did I try to correct the mistake? Or was I in such a fight or flight nervous system overload that I just doubled down on my mistake and then I felt shitty about it later? Those are two very different reactions, and those can lead to very different outcomes, which means that understanding how to respond and how to really appropriately address your own feelings 
a lot of times is a lot more important than making sure you know every single thing about every single thing before you allow yourself to engage in this work or even engage in conversations about this work. But we'll get more into that a little bit later. The second side of the coin, like I mentioned before, is what we're making mistakes mean about ourselves. We make it mean that we're dumb, that we don't know anything. It's this all or nothing thinking. And when you make a mistake, it doesn't really mean anything about you. It just means that you didn't know something. The sooner that we can take away that label and that pressure that we're giving ourselves, the sooner that we can actually do this work. Because if we tell ourselves, well, if I make a mistake, then that means I'm bad. You're not ever going to be able to start because the fear and the pain of being a bad person is just going to stop you. Really understand how that shows up and how that really pauses you and just completely blocks you from doing this work that's so important. Another thing that I hear a lot from potential clients and from my own clients is the, at least I don't have to deal with racism. Y'all, I'm begging you, please stop doing that. Please stop telling yourself that. Oh my goodness. That is such a shitty thing to say to yourself. Because every time, every single damn time I hear someone say that, it's following them telling me something painful. They're like, yeah, I. this was really hard for me to learn this. It was really hard for me to X, Y, and Z. But, you know, at least I don't have to deal with racism. Why are you not allowing yourself to feel? And I say why. I know why. <laughs> but you're not allowing yourself to feel anything. You're just like, well, my feelings don't matter because other people have it worse. No. The two actually don't even correlate. This is... This is not a race. <laughs> One of my clients said, like, it's not the oppression Olympics. And I just love that because, yes, it is not. We're not trying to compare. You are allowed to feel feelings. You're allowed to feel scared. You're allowed to feel frustrated. So let's go back to what we were talking about before. In the scenario where you do something wrong and then you have to figure out, okay, how am I going to follow this up? How am I going to react in this moment? And someone tells you, hey, you've harmed me. And they do it in a way that isn't soft. You are allowed to have an internal reaction. That's just a human response. But then don't sit here and tell yourself, well, at least I don't have to deal with racism. Does that change anything? Does that allow you to move forward and learn and do better from this? No, it doesn't. You're allowed to comfort yourself. You're allowed to be comforted. It's about who are you expecting to comfort you? And in what moment are you expecting that person to comfort you? Is it in a moment where someone has said, what you said harmed me? What you said really hurt my feelings? What you said was triggering? Is that the moment that you're expecting to be comforted by that particular person? Then no. <laughs> That's not an appropriate time. But are you in a space with your coach who has explicitly told you that this is the place for you to express your feelings and to work through your feelings? Yeah, that's the appropriate place for you to have that experience and for you to be comforted. At the very least, allow yourself that 
Because then what that actually does is that it actually allows you to have the space to regulate your emotion instead of accidentally doing it in a place where you could be making the situation worse. So let's move on to the next one. The other one is guilting yourself. That is one of, when it comes to the, at least I don't have to deal with racism and guilting yourself, those are the ones that are so prevalent, but also just so terrible for yourself. Guilt is often used in this work. Guilt is a main driver in a lot of things, actually, if we're going to be honest. I want to acknowledge that and say, I understand why you're guilting yourself. Because that is what everyone around you is doing as it relates to this work. Oh, what side of history do you want to be on? If you don't do X, Y, and Z, you don't care. You can't continue to tell yourself that too. And before I even go on on this, what I'm not about to do is shame or tone police those that are affected by this work. It sucks to hear that you're not doing enough and what you're doing is actively harming my community and all of the things that are said, but they're also valid. This is not just a current thing right now that people are saying. This is something that has been plaguing all of marginalized people their entire lives, as well as the people that came before them by the same people who are still in power trickling down the same exact norms that are continuing to harm and push down these communities. The anger and the frustration and the way that it comes out is completely valid. So I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you know, they should just be saying it in a different way. They shouldn't be guilting you. I'm never going to say something like that because I'm never going to police the way someone expresses their anger and frustration, specifically as it relates to this work. But back to you guilting yourself. The thing with guilting yourself is that you will never feel like you're doing enough. And the guilt comes from a really caring place. You care about this work. You care about wanting to actually do something and making a change and doing the right thing that is already important to you. But when you guilt yourself, it makes it so easy to slip into this all or nothing thinking, this black or white thinking that's also very prevalent with this work. It's also so easy to tell yourself that you're never doing enough. And it also makes it so hard for you to just trust this process. This is a long game. And I don't mean to say that in a way that's overwhelming, but I mean to say that as in you can't expect yourself to just do something and change overnight. And for everyone around you overnight to see that change, that just is not realistic. And as you continue to expect things like that of yourself, you're going to start dipping into these short-term solutions that feel good in the moment and release that guilt, but don't allow you to actually stay on board and go for the long game and do actual impactful shit. And in, you know, trusting the process... Be patient with yourself and the process. There is so much unlearning that comes with this work. And I don't just mean intellectual unlearning. I mostly mean internal unlearning. Unlearning of habits, thinking patterns, and what we make things mean. Working through 
your unchecked biases, unlearning these rules and systems and structures that have created our society and created what it means to be successful, unlearning what it means to be productive, being more aware of how society reinforces all or nothing thinking, one right way, perfectionist thinking, all of those things that are holding you back but are ingrained in our society and get perpetuated every single day. You cannot expect yourself to make those internal changes in a couple of sessions. And in the same vein, you also cannot expect the people you care about to change that quickly too. I'm going to be real here, y'all. A lot of these conversations about racism and about problematic shit and all of that are so uncomfortable. Just the idea of it already is uncomfortable. And now thinking about talking to fucking Aunt Sally and Uncle Bob or your parents and having them acknowledge that what they said was not okay. And some of y'all, some of y'all I know, you have no problem telling people about themselves. <laughs> but it's also, I'm talking to y'all too, because there's this expectation of that person to change in the moment. Or that person to believe that you're right in that moment. There is no way that you can undo a person's entire lifetime of not only just seeing the world in one way, but having mountains of evidence as to why their view is the truth. There's no way you can expect a person to change all of that in one conversation. And for a lot of people, the fact that they don't see that change in that one, two, three, four, five conversations is so disheartening. You make it mean something about them. Oh, they're a lost cause. You make it mean something about yourself. Oh, I don't know enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not trying hard enough. When in reality, your expectations are the only thing that need to change in that moment. There is so much underlying what makes it difficult to be kind and patient with ourselves during this work. I mentioned a few of it here. The good-bad binary, the all-or-nothing thinking, the self-guilt, the perfectionism, all of those things are also facets of white supremacy culture. And they're also things, because of being facets of white supremacy culture, they are perpetuated in society every single day. Even our little micro-societies, right? When I think of society, I feel like a lot of people think of like the media or like the way that we were raised. I'm even talking about the business industry, the online business industry, the coaching industry, these norms and expectations and systems, all of them are perpetuating all of these different things that make it difficult for us to thrive and make an impact. And when you're able to see what those are and work through them, that is the key piece that allows you to do this work in a way that is sustainable long-term, and impactful. And that's exactly why it's embedded in the work that I do with my clients. I don't just tell my clients what to do. I'm not just consulting them. We're coaching too because we need to work through what is going on in our brains that's making it difficult to make this change. What is going on in our brains that's causing me to react in this way? There is so much that is not just learning about what's right and wrong and good and bad. It goes so much deeper than that. 
So this episode went a little bit all over the place, but the core message is be kind to yourself on this journey so that you can work through the internal unlearning process without the guilt and the shame and everything else that you're adding on top of these already shitty feelings. And please stop treating yourself like a robot. You know this work is important to you. I know that this work is important to you. Stop making yourself feel like shit for where you are in your journey. And instead, evaluate what we spoke about in today's episode. See what rings true to you. And take the next step to get proper support. Again, this is exactly why I incorporate coaching in my work with my clients. I know that unlearning needs to be done and I know that you need the support and the safe space to go through that unlearning process. We can do this together. Go to the show notes, book a consult, and take note of what resonated most with you in this episode, and we'll start there. Until then, I'll talk to you next week. Bye!